Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. How do you do bits? Teach me to do bits, because I always throw to you and you never throw to me, so I don't know how this works. Okay, what you do, you let your mind go blank all the way up until your name is said. And then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, do you know what? I also, I always had a theory that you just weren't listening to a word I said until I said the word, how are you? And then you would and just <laughs> jump in. After that, it's all riff. It's great. <laughs> okay, great. give me a go. Do it again, right? Okay. And trust me. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero Zero here on the Here's Fryer podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. I like wardrobes. Um, oh, you don't. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Fuck, this is hard. How, how do you feel about lions and witches? I d- hate them. <laughs> Fucking uh, hate them. Fuck, that was a gold bit. <laughs> that I just gave you there. <laughs> no, no, no. You could no, have gone no. so many directions. <laughs> could bits aren't my thing, Sean. I'm not a funny boy. Well, hosting's um, not my thing, but here we are. Here we are, Sean. And it is your week in Hero Zero. And this is the show where we cover one comic book character every single week. We cover their good points, their bad points. Just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Normally I choose DC, Sean chooses Marvel. Last week I did Martian Manhunter. It was, some have said, the greatest report ever since my last report. Sean's reports <laughs> kind of get different reviews depending on who reviews them. But Sean, it is your week this week, and I'm excited about who you've chosen. I know nothing, and I'm excited. I am always excited when you don't tell me because it either means it's someone good or someone terrible. So please well, take the floor. Okay. Well, my last report, I covered the marvelous Ruby Thursday, um, mm-hmm. and th- in doing that story, I found a whole host of 
characters of a similar level of quality. Oh, you mean bad. Is no, no, no. I mean distinctive. <laughs> I mean unique. I also mean I'm... bad. So I, 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 the character that I've chosen to cover today is Dr. I... Bong. Oh, do- <laughs> do- what's his take? Dr. Bob. Uh, what's he into? Dr. Bong. Uh, Sorry, he... Dr. Bong, is it not? B-O-N-G. B-O-Bong. So, oh, that's worse. What is he Dr. into? Dr. Bong. Uh, bells. Bells. <laughs> he really... No, seriously, it's bells. His thing is bells. <laughs> Fuck off. Is his thing bells? Connor, for this review, I'm giving you one opportunity to Google Dr. Bong and just look Do- at a picture of him. Can I, I just ask you, you to see him. Can I just ask you one question, Dr. Bong? Yeah. And he's in the bells. Yeah. If his first name is not Bing, then we have fucking missed the trick. We have I'm afraid it's trick. not. I'm afraid how it's the not fuck, Bing Bong. How do you troll Mr. Bong and, and he loves fucking bells and you don't I'm name sorry. him Bing? I'm sorry. Dr. Bong. Sorry, I, he has a PhD. Fair play to the chap. But, like, uh, Iron Man's first name isn't Iron. Like, you can have just a name. Dr. Bong. Okay, here we go. Dr. Bong. Oh, no. Oh, he's got yes. a bell on his head, Sean. He's got a bell on his head. Listeners, imagine the juggernaut, but it's a bell for a head. <laughs> That's what he is. So, <laughs> let's go in on okay. Dr. Bong. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, born Lester Verde, uh, he was an overweight child who was the victim of continual bullying by his schoolmates. Mm. Uh on one occasion, Lester went to his mother for solace, telling her, They made fun of me. They called me names. They're all a bunch of monkey mouths. Uh, now, hard-hitting cursing. To right be there. fair, to be fair, I've only seen one picture of the man and I want to bully him. So, I'm kind of on your side of the minute. <laughs> Wait till you hear more about me. <laughs> okay, uh, good. So, strangely enough, Mrs. Verde, his mother thought that monkey mouths was a very original and funny expression and complimented Lester on it, saying, You know, I wanted to be a writer when I was growing up. If I'd had your talent for making up names, maybe I would have been. The pen is mightier than the sword, you know. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I, I like the moderate aspect of your, like, you take the negative, turn it into a positive. Be like, they're bullying you, but you could become anything you want to be. But at the same time, don't give that child some false hope. He's clearly a dog shit writer. I don't want to put it out there. And not I feel oh. like I bullied him. But at the not same only time, a dog shit writer, he's going to be a dog shit person. <laughs> Look, I didn't put that on the man. There's been many a good person that has no talents. Go on. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Uh, this, this observation had a profound effect on young Lester who raced upstairs and began writing uh, pieces against his tormentors. Classic millennials being told to get everything, get medals just for participating, Sean, with just, their avocado oh, toast. Oh, that sort of stuff. A, a weird if rant here. a little less money on a few lattes and a bit more hmm. money in the bank, they'd have money to buy houses in this current climate, is what I'm a saying. house costs more than a couple of lattes. Ow, three or four lattes. What are they, five sixty a pop? What does a house cost? 20 euro? I don't know. Uh, upwards of <laughs> 250,000. Fuck. And that's Jesus. conservative. Jeez, that's a lot of avocado toast. Fuck it. <laughs> in many ways, you'd prefer the house, wouldn't you? If you, if you could. I would! <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Did, did you know? Did you know during this whole quarantine? I haven't bought one fancy coffee. Still can't afford a house. What the fuck is up with that? 
I was told. <laughs> I was told it's been at least two months. Not the near bit of fancy coffee have I bought. And I still Where? don't have enough money. Where's my equity? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, in the third grade. Uh, so he was... Think about how grades work. I think he was like 11-ish. Um, Lester went no, on Bar- a field Bar- trip. Barrett Simpson is in the fourth grade and he is 10. So okay, I'm going so to say nine. 9. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh mm-hmm. Lester went on a field trip to the offices of his local newspaper and he decided to become a reporter. And in third grade, when he's nine? Yeah, when he's nine. He was like, I'm going to be a reporter because I like writing. Here, see, kid, you got to make it in this journalistic world. <laughs> he goes immediately onto the beat, yes. <laughs> he's got a little thing in his hat. He's got a little bit of no. Yeah, then- a little pe- yeah, a little piece of paper. <laughs> Um, so he, be- he decided to become a reporter in order to wield power over others with his writing. Oh, okay. Years later, uh, Verde became a journalism student in college. We haven't even gone to the fucking Bells yet, fucking. No, no we haven't. Uh, the Bells was a surprisingly small part of his Wikipedia page. <laughs> just one line, he also likes Bells. He also just loves Bells. He's just mad about novels, but Jez, he also likes Bells on the side. <laughs> um, so he became a journalism student in college, intent on making a career out of sensationalist stories. Mm. Clickbait, in other words. Okay, okay. The best, the most respectable journalistic endeavour. Absolutely, and in many ways that comes to a head because his teacher, Professor Fergin, uh, challenged... Okay. <laughs> challenged Verde's journalistic ethics in class uh, saying like maybe that's not the best way to go about making a career in journalism uh, I mean at the same time though you'll probably make more money doing that the, probably but at what cost at the cost of your I don't know friends family and everyone thinking you're a bit of a dickhead but after all that I think you're rolling it, it. <laughs> absolutely heaps of cash <laughs> Uh, so, after this, the vengeful Lester wrote an expose in the school paper accusing the professor of involvement in a drug scandal. What the fuck? In Holy fact... Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, the professor, Fergan, had obtained an illegal drug for the first time in his life to keep himself awake while writing an important paper under a deadline. But... Lester wrote the article in such a way to make the offence seem far more serious. So he's accused his teacher of being a like a drug addict. Yeah, like absolutely, like addict, like a proper addict, full on obsessed with drugs. I mean, that's well, definitely legal. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, when you're nine, you're actually allowed to do that. Well, he's in college at this time. Oh, so also he'd probably be old enough to know better. Absolutely, he's being educated to know better, in fact. Oh, right, yeah, no, yeah, he sounds like a good guy. <laughs> As a result of the ensuing scandal, the professor lost his tenure and was even divorced. Oh, fucking... <laughs> so he's, he's ruined, ruined this, this man's, man's life. Is this man... Oh, my God, okay. He ruined this man's life for this man daring to question him in a class that he was teaching. How fucking dare he think that he's in charge in that class that he teaches? I know. How could he? This is Dr. Uh, Bong's room. Oh, he's, he's not even Dr. Bong oh, yet. Oh, fuck. He doesn't even have he his PhD. Connor, he doesn't become Dr. Bong for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. While in college, Lester also took a life drawing class 
in which fellow student Beverly Switzler served as a model on four occasions. Oh. In, infatuated with Switzler, yeah. Lester, who had avoided women before now except for his mother, uh, boorishly tried to pick Switzler up, only to be angrily rejected. Oh, I'd say he's going to take that really calmly and definitely not probably ruin her life as well. <clears throat> okay. Again seeking revenge. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lester informed the parents of Switzler's boyfriend uh, about their son's relationship with her, portraying it in lurid terms. <laughs> David's parents forced him to leave school, and David subsequently died in a car crash while driving what back f- to the school through a blizzard. What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's all just take a moment. Okay. <laughs> this man tried to chat up this female. She said no. At which point, he then went to her boyfriend's family and was like, they're having lots of sex. Yeah. And in college, I should add. <laughs> As like and 21, 22 year olds. Yeah, so like old enough to just kind of do whatever they want. And their par- his parents' decisions is to take him out of school forever because <laughs> he's old enough to have sex and he's having sex. Take him out the bastard. The bastard. What would Jesus say? Um, but then it's all solved because he dies driving oh. uh, tr- to visit his now ex-girlfriend in a blizzard. And somehow I think Dr. Bog was involved in that blizzard. Did he do like a blizzard dance? I'm I'm suspicious of the whole thing now after, no, the, after the teacher. He's got no powers yet. <laughs> oh, right. Does he, he gets powers? He gets powers, but he's just a prick right now. Yeah, he's just a bit of a dickhead so far. He's been really... Really the worst part of all these anecdotes you've told me. Yeah, like he's the common denominator of Mm. shit in all of these. Mm. Uh, After college, Lester made a career as an investigative journalist for various tabloids uh, dealing with alleged scandals. Uh, He he fantasised that his growing fame would impress Switzler, but he heard nothing from her. (laughs) In fact, she had long ago forgotten him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. to be fair, he was just a guy in a classroom once who asked her out on a date, to which she said, I'm assuming, oh sorry, I'm already seeing someone. And then to her, she would forget about that the minute she walked out of the room. Well, he he asked her out in like a really crude, boorish way as well. Oh, so it, like, it'd be mean enough to remember that he's a dickhead. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay. Um, he decided to change careers, hoping to attract her notice and become a rock music <laughs> critic for a Midwestern newspaper. He's willing so he's, to change everything just to impress this woman. Ju- ju- not even to impress, just that she'll notice him. Right, okay. That's love. That is that is love. It's getting a bit um, romantic now, just I'm coming down with the weepies. Okay. So, at this point in his life, he's a rock music critic. Uh... So, hoping to become a celebrity through his writing, Lester arranged to become a performer with Mildred Horowitz and his band, a popular rock group known for their spectacular stage shows. Verde so, planned to write... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to... What's he playing in the band? Have a guess. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it he the doesn't. bells? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Tell me that rock band has bells. <laughs> No, he doesn't actually play the bells. He just follows along because <laughs> he's writing a story about him. <laughs> so he's a groupie, but like a journalist groupie. Yeah. Okay. Like, like he's, they're still part of the band. Yeah, I suppose. 
Uh, Verde planned to write a book exposing the band as alleged purveyors of decadence. Uh, significantly, considering Lester's later career, large bells were tolled on stage during the band's shows. Right. Now. Okay, as the, the epitome of all rock music, bells. Big old bells, yes. Mm. Uh, now, in one performance, Lester played the Easter Bunny in the show a symbol of innocence that the band pretended to try to kill in on-stage fights. It's kind of turned into a bit of a panto now, has it not? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking seriously, though. It's a fucking <laughs> panto. A little bit, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, one night, however, the fight went out of control and Lester's left hand was accidentally severed by the prop <gasps> guillotine used on stage. What the fuck? Yeah, so he was lying there on the stage, looking up, looking up at the bells. Oh and my god. At this point, Lester's sanity snapped, and he decided <laughs> to become a supervillain. So <laughs> We've all been waiting for it. I didn't think it would happen like that. He finally also- had his heel turn. <laughs> But at the same time, I love the fact that to you, that's how that's when his sanity snapped. Like up until <laughs> this point, he's been completely fine. Not when he caused a man's death. <laughs> no, and or he ruined that teacher's life just because he said maybe you shouldn't do that. These are all excellent points, Connor. <laughs> okay, no, continue. He's now gone mental from the normal he's- person that he was, and he loves bells and has no hand. Yes. So, now we pick up years later. <clears throat> Verde somehow acquired a superb physique. He somehow. had mastery. <laughs> somehow. Just somehow. He also somehow mastered sonic and genetic engineering. And course, he had yeah. an elaborate headquarters and other scientific resources. <laughs> Do you want to know, The fact that you've spent... About 15 minutes telling me all about this man's fucking career as a journalist. And yeah. then he gets to the fucking bit where he's a villain and you just go, he's somehow now just an expert in sound engineer. He just, what can you do? He's just somehow doing that. Just somehow it happens, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's the important bit to skip, yeah. Uh, he also succeeded in creating vaguely humanoid beings called Neezers from genetically engineered animals. He's... Is that like robots? No, no, no. Genetically engineered animals to be stand on two legs and have loads of strength, but be slaves essentially. Oh, oh, that's that's better. Yeah, that's better. It is better. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Here's the moment you've been waiting for. Calling himself Doctor Bong, hmm. uh, Lester captured Beverly Switzler. Yeah. You remember from earlier. Step one: make her fall in love with you. And also her companion, Howard the Duck. Sorry? She She's going out with Howard the Duck at the time. Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck, yeah. From everyone's favourite movie, Howard the Duck. And a successful comic run. Yeah. Uh, okay, this this is a plot twist I didn't see coming. No, nope, um, no one ever sees it coming. <laughs> no. Uh, and so what does she see in Howard exactly? Oh, just he, he's not a... He's not Lester. <laughs> it's anybody. She's willing to go out with anybody who's not this fucking idiot. Yeah, he's the one man. He, she, yeah. she, she, it's just like, can't cross that line. <laughs> uh, 
So Leicester held both of them prisoner in his castle, demanding that Beverly marry him or else he would kill Howard. Where did he get a cl- castle from? Somehow he acquired some- a castle. <laughs> a castle. Falls out of the sky. Didn't have too many lattes for a few months. Fucking well, castle. Fell off a castle truck. <laughs> uh, Beverly reluctantly agreed. But Lester still subjected Howard to a hideous experiment that transformed the waterfowl into a human. Would that not hinder his chances with the girl that he wants to fall in love with? Because if her boyfriend, if she's willing to date a duck, I would be saying that she'd probably be more attracted to him if he was a man of some sort. Uh, But Howard likes being a duck. Yeah, no, he does. That's the worst thing you can do to the chap. It's the tournament. Yeah, ducks are the opposites of humans. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Bong then forced a passing ship's captain to marry him to Beverly. <laughs> a passing ship's captain. Just, right. you know, yeah. he comes no, just, by every so often. Just passing, just like, are you? Hey, you boy, what day is it? Tis Christmas, <laughs> also, fucking come here. Also, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Howard escaped and eventually regained his normal form, returning to attempt a rescue. Instead, it was Beverly who had used her time in the castle to create five infant clones of Lester, naming them the Bong Quintuplets. Uh, Beverly okay. played. Yeah, just hear me out. Yeah. Beverly played to Doctor Bong's self-aggrandizing attitude, threatening to besmirch his reputation by revealing him to be a negligent father. <laughs> Bong took custody of the children and sent Beverly and Howard away. (laughs) This is the worst thing we've ever done. This is the worst thing we've ever done, Sean. So her plan is to create five clones of him and then accuse him that he's a bad dad because he's not looking after them and she'll tell everyone. And then... Him being the smartest character in the world said, well, no, I'll fucking take custody of them. I'll show you. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's strong. Did Christopher Nolan write this or what's the story? I think he did, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it was It was this in the dark night, back to back. <laughs> uh, oh, if they ever adapt this, it'll be fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> later... The good doctor was dismayed when he discovered his son's love for animated cartoons. Fuck. The bastard. He, he developed bong vision. A oh. means to... <laughs> Sorry. 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 <laughs> what? What? He developed bong vision. No, I'm going to go back with my original question of what? Okay, well, bong vision, Connor, is a means to reshape the cartoons and other televised programming into realistic three-dimensional realities. What? So it brings you into cartoons, but it's more like real life. So it makes cartoons into human forms? Yes. Right, and how did he create this? Somehow? Somehow. Somehow. Somehow he just He developed it. it. He told me he was a sound engineer. How the fuck did he become some sort of inventor? If there's one word I can use... Somehow. (laughs) The entirety of Dr. Bong, it's somehow. Okay, fine. Somehow this got made. Yeah, okay. Um, Coincidentally, She-Hulk and other citizens became trapped in these deadly realities. And She-Hulk worked her way through to confront Dr. Bong directly. 
She rescued the innocent victims and escaped the alternate realities, but Dr. Bong remained trapped within them when the Bong vision system was turned off. Fuck. So he's now trapped in a, a machine of his own making. It's the ultimate ir- irony. You know that? It's come back to haunt him. It's co- yeah, like it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. He'll surely never get out of it. I think this is the end. I think this is the end of Bong and Bong Vision. But please continue. Dr. Bong eventually got out. Fucking somehow. Fucking somehow. somehow. <laughs> he battled Spider-Man with a group of other villains, including Angar the Screamer, Shrunken Bones, Gorilla Man, Ruby Thursday, and Shondu the Mystic. Interesting. Led by Dr. Bong, they planned on conquering the multiverse. He's the leader. Yeah, he's the leader. He's in charge. Fuck it out. So their plan to conquer the multiverse was to create a cosmic bong in the world's quietest room. (laughs) Right, okay. That's the last entry on Dr. Bong. But Sean, just um, really quickly. Yeah. What are his powers? Oh, well, Connor. He right. has super genius intelligence. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Dr. Bong possesses knowledge of genetic engineering advanced far beyond the scope of contemporary mainstream science. Right. Using this knowledge, he has transformed normal animals into sentient semi-humanoid beings. Uh, created clones and even transformed a sentient other dimensional duck into a human being he also has advanced knowledge of sonics <laughs> what the tv show sonic yeah okay um, rolling around at the speed of sound to be fair if you are able to just magically create something and then the reasoning is just somehow that would make you a genius it would and like he, I, I would like a new plane. How did that get there, Connor? Oh, somehow. Somehow. Yeah. I'm yeah. Doctor, he's a very stupid villain, but he's like he's he's way overpowered for what he is. So okay, um, so he's a genius. You haven't genius. told me anything about the bells yet. Oh, I'll get to the fucking okay. bells. All right. Uh, he possesses the normal human strength of a man of his age, height, and build who engages in intensive regular exercise. A classic that's, line. That's, Terrifying. Now, we're on to equipment. Okay. So Dr. Bong refers to his device for genetic manipulation as an Evolvo chamber. Uh, Using it, he can transform an animal of one species into another or give the animal humanoid characteristics. He can also create clones uh, that grow faster than a regular baby. But we've we've heard all about the genetic manipulation. Look, I've already been there and done that shot. I need to know about the bells. Well, we're nearly at the bells. Okay, fuck it, hell, this is like Christmas. Doctor Bong possesses teleportation equipment powerful enough to transport his entire castle over vast distances. He can highly. (laughs) He can also create somehow. Somehow, he can also create highly effective illusions. Through unknown means. Unknown perhaps means. involving holograms. Perhaps. Unknown means, perhaps, somehow. Just general vague terms of how this shit happens. But it just happens. That's what's important here. It happens and it works. And that's all yes. you need to know. Now, weapons. Okay, fucking hell, thank God. Dr. Bong wears a helmet shaped like a bell. You're dead right. And, and wears a large metal ball in place of his severed left hand. Okay. 
By striking the ball against his helmet, he creates sonic vibrations, which can produce a wide variety of effects, Connor. <laughs> right. The, the vibrations can, for example, have concussive force, enough to bend steel, or can temporarily paralyze a living being. It, okay. it can create a nearly impenetrable sonic barrier, or teleport Bong or someone else in his vicinity to another location. How? Well, actually, presumably, the vibrations trigger a teleportation device and do not perform the teleportations themselves. Okay, can I ask you a question then? Yeah. He's got a big bell on his head. Yeah. The bell isn't his head, though. He Like, he has a normal head underneath the bell. Yeah, it's a helmet. So if he has his big, uh, the big ball on his hand, and he comes up and punches the side of his own head or helmet, would that not just absolutely rattle his own fucking brain? Well, I'll answer that with the last line in my report. Okay. It is not known how Dr. Bong protects himself from the adverse effects of these vibrations. <laughs> Somehow, whatever, vaguely, just maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's... I'm going to go on to the Marvel 1-7 to rating system, and then we'll get your final thoughts. Okay. So Dr. Bong has an intelligence of 6, oh, yes. uh, st- <laughs> strength of 3, uh, speed of 2, but it's really 7 because he can teleport... Yeah. Uh, durability of two, energy projection of five, and fighting skills of two. So he's invincible, basically. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is, if he's in trouble and can manage to hit his head, he'll teleport away. That would that would be helpful in most situations. It would certainly get you out of a fight. Would step one not be just to take the bell off his head, then he can't do anything? Ah, but see... He's closer to the bell than you are. You know? <laughs> of course. Of course. No, you're right. You're dead right. He's all powerful. He's all powerful. So that's my report on Dr. Bong. Sean, I think that might be the worst character we've ever done. <laughs> um, and I don't think there's even a might about it. We've done 8-Ball, whose power is just the he plays pool. Very um, well. Very well. Okay, admittedly. Um, this is another man with some sort of sphere or some so, some sort of object on their head, which is your thing. That is but my the, thing, actually. But at the same time, this needs to stop. And I don't want to ever hear <laughs> of Dr. Bog ever again for the rest of my life. He's going to pop up in another report and it's going to be amazing. He's the big bad from Phase 4. Oh my god, imagine it. <laughs> fucking Black Panther fighting the fuck out of this guy. I want to see that. You can't hit him in the head. You'll just set off the bong. He's just so powerful. Fuck, what do I do? I could just work the body. No, that's too easy. <laughs> Jesus. It's it's ridiculous. And he, I think the reason he's such a... Like, he's just broken as a character. Like, he was he has a, a whole backstory, but he was used so little that he's never had any real limits put on him. Mm, right. So he, he can essentially do whatever they need him to do. And they just keep adding random things to his character every time he appears. Yeah, like you, like it, it's it's kind of like this is going to sound weird, but it's kind of like you know the way the Flash can technically do anything by vibrate just by hand wavingly saying, "Oh, he just vibrated his molecules in the molecules in the right way." But he sometimes forgets that he can do that. Yeah, exactly. But Doctor Bong is like that with like sound waves, or he's just a genius. Okay. No, I understand that. It's comic books. It makes no sense. I just think, in general, this guy needs to stop and never appear ever again. 
He's also a shit dude, like, at the back of it all. <laughs> I mean, he's not even nice, like... He's not even friendly. No, or charismatic, or just even, like, cool. He's he's very against the word cool, I would say. Yeah, at least Doctor Doom is cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Shod. Um Excellent, so do you want to take us out? I will indeed. So, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, which is where, Shod? It's in the description, or it's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Don't want to mess that up again. So that's where it is, if you want to support the show. Um, we have a Lazarus Pit episode every single month, if for the people who give $5 or more a month. And that is an extra episode, where we go back and review an old movie. And this month's movie is going to be Star Wars Phantom Menace, which I oh. think is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be class. I, I, well, or it'll be fun to talk about. No, I think it's going to be a great movie, I meant. Okay. Mm, yeah. Fair enough, I'll allow I've that. I've never seen it, so I'm really looking forward. I love Star Wars, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Oh, no. Oh, I don't <laughs> think it's going to go well at all. No, like, this is the first one in a few years. They wouldn't want to mess this up. So I think they'll go all in and they'll do a really good one. Um, all right, you keep believing that. <laughs> so, uh, last month we did Fantastic Four, or Fan Four Sick from 2015. We also have Spider-Man 2 and Batman Begins reviews up there. So if you give Fighter as a month, there's a bit of a catalogue there to go back and listen to. Um, if you don't want to do that, um, you can support the show by just going to iTunes, giving us a like and review. That helps with the algorithm. Just, if you think we're one stars, even throw a one star. But most people have been very nice and given five stars, which is very, very sound to them. Um, Thank you very much. And that just really helps us with all the zeros or ones, however that works. Uh, yeah, we, magic. We also, we also have uh, Twitter, which is Here's Fire Pod with the four, the number four. Facebook, Here's Fire Podcast. Instagram, Here's Fire Podcast. And. If you want to email us, that email is in the description down below. It's here for higher underscore at outlook.com. That's with any questions or queries that you may have. Um, we'll be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, next week with Weird News Wednesdays, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Excellent work, Connor. Cool. So, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.